I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and that's Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Hi, and welcome to Autism Building the Puzzle, one piece at a time. I'm Sean, one of your hosts, and with me as usual, Alex, my wife. Hey, everyone. Hey, babe. So today we're going to be talking about communication. That's Mm -hmm. the topic of the episode. So first thing I want to say is just that every action uh, your child, or anybody really for that matter, takes is a form of communication. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, anything they do in terms of they get upset at something, they're trying to communicate, they cry. You know, a baby cries to, um, you know, get changed or ask for food or a bottle or what have you. So uh, everything that a child does is communication. Yeah. Frustration, behavior is a lot of most of them. So Exactly. So one of the first things you want to teach a child in ABA therapy is manding. Uh, we talked a little bit about yeah. that with um, the BCBA, Cam Grayson's BCBA, when mm-hmm. we had her on the show. She said that's like the first and most important thing she would want um, to work on if the child couldn't do that already. So, And that was something we worked on a lot in ABA in the beginning with our old BCBA, too, was a lot of manding and things. Yeah. And for those that don't know, manding is basically just requesting items. So requesting food, a bottle, a toy, um, it's your number one priority in therapy, like I said. Um, and obviously being able to request what their needs are is going to also help with overcoming challenging behaviors, frustration, you know, frustration uh, different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also do know some strategies, if you think about the uh, verbal behavior approach, they actually great book by the way yeah it's a great book um they actually will take preferred items and put them way out of reach so you can try to get the child um you know if they're partially verbal or or not you know only says a couple words or whatnot to try to get them to say the word when they are trying to mand and request for it if they're pointing for it or stuff like that so and I remember that's exactly what we did, and we did a lot of that with um, when early intervention actually came out for, like, the second evaluation, whatever. Um, they actually had me put the airplane on the counter and have him make sure that he makes eye contact, you know, because that was in the beginning. You know, he had great eye contact. They wanted mm-hmm. to see that and have him try to point because he never would point back then. So they, yeah. were, they were exercises we would work on. Yeah, and every child's definitely at a different skill level. So there's always... Mm-hmm. ways they can advance, um, you know, how successful they are at manding. So, yeah, you, you can know. always build on those basic things, have yeah. them first look, point, you know, yeah. and things like that, whether they're verbal or nonverbal. Grayson's yeah. nonverbal, so pointing, making eye contact, reaching, things like yeah. that. So you're going to progress through it, maybe gestures at first. Uh-huh. Uh, Grayson was big into hand leading when he was younger. Yes, um, so basically what that means is he'll take your hand and he'll throw it or push it towards so the he item wants. he wants. Um, but I think, you know, like Alex said, we worked we worked on pointing first, then you can progress to... Um, Pecs. Yeah, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. Or, you know, 
um, trying the verbal behavior approach, mm-hmm. you know, in tr- terms of trying to get them to start saying the words. Yeah. So it's definitely something your uh, BCBA is going to recommend spending a lot of time on in the beginning. So Yeah, it's very important. can really cut down on frustration, especially, you know, when they have trouble communicating those things. Oh, definitely. That way they have their needs met in some way, in some way that you can understand it at least. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, Grayson, even though he can't speak, he is very good at communicating what he wants. We really don't have a problem most of the time understanding unless it's like part of a song or something that he's watching. But other than that, we're, yeah, we're pretty good. You know, we don't really have a problem. Something, you know, sometimes when he's doing something unique or random that he hasn't done a lot of, you know what I mean? It's a new video and he's trying to, he wants you to say something or communicate something right. or, or whatnot. You know, not always sure what it is. Right. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of his day-to-day stuff that he wants regularly, you know, he does a really good job. Yeah, definitely. So. Next is tacting. So this would be labeling, naming, actions, smells, sounds. Um, for example, you could do what does the cow say or what animal says moo um, and try to have them, you know, if for Grayson with him not speaking and being nonverbal, I think the moo is easier because he's always had that mm sound down. So in our instance, we would say probably what does the cow say? You know, we mm-hmm. would work on that way for him. And then once he kind of mastered with that, we would build on that and kind of reverse that line and kind of built on that. Um, But these are great things. Animal sounds, I think, are a wonderful way to start this because that's something children are really, really into. Um, And they're pretty easy, some of them. You know, don't ask me to do an elephant or anything like that. (laughs) But, you know, a line, they could just do, even even if it's not a roar, they could just do, like, or, you know, and just growl, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, dog, bark, you know, wolf. Yeah. So. Well, I think a lot of the common animal sounds are, you know, they're not a lot of... Syllables and yeah, stuff. Yeah, lo- they're not a lot of syllables. No. not a lot of different sounds put together. Mm-hmm. You know, like wolf. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, basically two different sounds. Yeah, he, <laughs> he loves that Ooh. one. That's his favorite. <laughs> it's, you know, so that's also a good way to really help... Um, you know, them start to speak, actually, too, is yeah is making the sounds. I've even heard some people use a strategy where instead of calling it a cow, they call it a moo. Yes, same. Yeah. Um, I've heard that a lot. And I just recently learned about that, so we have, you know, we never really tried it with Grayson. Mm-hmm. And kind of now, if you start saying moo instead of cow, <laughs> he's going to get upset because it's a cow to him. And now we think he says moon. And sometimes I'm like, is he saying moon, moo? Is he how? Is he like, you know what I mean? Mooing at the moon like a cow? I don't know. <laughs> he loves the moon. You just don't he know. He the loves the moon. He goes outside and looks for it every night. I feel bad yeah. when he can't actually see it. Um, but yeah. he, he's obsessed. So, like in the beginning, like when, when they're teaching tacting, they might put, you know, maybe two options out and say which one's the dog. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they're nonverbal, they could still point and show you which one the dog is. Right. You know? Mm hmm. Um, you know, obviously scale up from there to multiple cards. You know, that's pretty much what we do with Grayson. Right. Um, although Grayson actually picked it up much better when we had many choices. Yeah. <laughs> Numerous yeah. choices. Um, you know, our... He likes a challenge, I guess. Yeah. Our RBT was like, 
you know, I'm tired of doing this, like, two-option thing. and you Let's know. just try him out and test So him. he's like, you know, just for the heck of it, you know, I'm just going to throw, like, all these cards out. So it was, like, numbers 1 through 100 on flashcards. <laughs> he threw, like, 12 of them out there, and he uh-huh. asked random numbers. And he asked for them, and Grayson got every single one of them right. He sure did. So... I mean, sometimes you gotta go so against conventional <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, you can progress up to like what they're working on now is which animal goes moo. So then he's got to correlate that, right? You know, and then you can go on to you know which animal eats bananas. Mm-hmm. Oh, the monkey eats bananas. Yeah, start so. by pointing, and then just try to work on having them just say that even beginning syllable. You know, mm, monkey. They don't have to. You know, yeah. just that mm sound and work on and build on that. Yeah. Next up is something that we kind of mentioned, um, a lot of frustration yep. from trouble communicating, which can cause meltdowns, challenging behaviors. Um, and like we said, they're a form of communication. That is, if that's the only way your child can get their point across, they're going to do it. Imagine, you know, not being able to talk or say anything and something's bothering you, how else would, would you get that across if somebody wasn't understanding? You would kind of, you know, throw a fit, throw a temper tantrum if you were really annoyed by that. Um, so totally understandable, but very, very challenging and very frustrating. Um, so that's why these skills of working on communication are super, super important. The sooner you can give your child a way to reach you and communicate, the better it will be and the less behaviors and the less frustration. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think... Sometimes we overlook the fact that, you know, they can get overwhelmed sometimes. Um, at least, you know, I've come to that realization recently. I mean, me and Grayson were watching a soccer game, and he loves watching soccer with me, so mm-hmm. we have a lot of fun. He gets all excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this particular day, he was really unhappy. He wanted me to change it, and I said, no, Grayson, we watch the game all the time. we got to watch the game. Mm-hmm. And then Alex had said, you know, maybe the TV's on too loud. Sure enough, we turned the TV down <laughs> on low volume, he and he's completely fine. Yeah, you could just tell he was so. overstimulated, and there was no other way for him to communicate that. And when you're overstimulated and those senses are so heightened, that volume might have just been too much for him to where he could not even focus. So the only way, especially if it's physically bothering them, the only way is to cry and act out if it's painful or whatever yeah. it may be. Um, so yeah, and I think the hard part about that is he usually does what he did to try to get me to lower the volume was the same thing he would do if he was trying to get me to change the channel. Yeah, he's showing you the TV. So you know, yeah. that's where you know you have to keep you know going through options to, in your yeah, head. Okay, what could this things. be right now? Okay, and then we started noticing those couple of days last week he wasn't really happy with anything on, not even his shows, and that's when I was like, okay, something's going on, like. And as soon as you put it on, like, he would just lose it. Remember, he started mm-hmm. just losing it. Yep. And I was like, okay, he's so overstimulated. He, like, cannot take anything extra right now. So TV's yeah. been off since then, hasn't been back on. Um, we're going to do what we did, and we're going to take a major break, months of a break, just like we did last time, um, because it's the only way he gets too addicted too fast. And what happens is he just becomes very overstimulated then. Um, so if we take a break now for a few months, because... Honestly, we didn't have our TV on for, like, two years. We just went back to it this past year. Um, And it was great because we could watch whatever we wanted to. If we wanted to play a game or something, you know, after he went to bed one night just to relax, we could do that. He never even would ask us to change the channel if he was awake. Nothing. I mean, he would just sit there and watch us. So we need to get back to that. 
Um, so the only way for Grayson for that to work is to completely shut it off for a few months and then go back to it. So yeah. So next on the list, we probably have the big one, mm-hmm. PEX, which stands for Picture Exchange Communication System. Yes. So we're just going to give you um, a couple of the recommendations we have in terms of, you know, we've made PEX cards for Grayson. <laughs> that was a learning so. uh, curve in the beginning because we followed a YouTube video and they were like, they were horrible. We did them on like thick foam poster board, like the thick one, trifold board um, that we cut and it was hard. We did a really bad job. Yeah. We, we did masking tape all the way around it because we didn't have a laminator and we didn't know how to use it. Um, but now I kind of print the picture. I yeah. put them on cardstock so they're bigger and not just like those little like two by two square yeah. picture, you know, flimsy things. So we put them on cardstock. We laminate them all, cut them to size, and then we have them over by his table where he sits and eats and things like that. We have them there, his whole station. And right now we just do food. So we didn't incorporate yet the toys. Um, we just started now past in the past week. Um, the help card, potty card, we just got those. So yeah. those are general, but everything else we made was of his own items. So yeah. you want to take pictures of the child's bottle because a lot of the pictures they have right now for the picture exchange system, they just are horrible photos. Like one person's like sweating and it just it doesn't make It just, yeah. you can make it so much better if you do it on your own. And the child then can relate to their own items, which I think in turn makes that a lot easier for them to grasp yeah. the concept. Yeah. And make sure, definitely make sure they're laminated because you're going to go, Please, you're yeah. going to be making them every couple days if mm-hmm. you don't. <laughs> I already have to make a few of his reward ones from therapy and from you guys for, for speech therapy. Yeah. Um, the ones of like his rewards of tickles, hugs, because they're not laminated and they are destroyed. You can barely even see what they and are. We've only been using them for what? For those. Six yeah. Weeks? Yeah. For already the speech ones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now another a couple other points. You want to only allow access to items they can have at that time. So in other words, if they're not allowed to have cake at nine a.m. at nine a.m. shouldn't be on the board. You shouldn't be on their board. Yeah, you are responsible for taking that down. And I'm not gonna lie, we have where we've made our mistakes. Are he'll sometimes like if he goes over and picks a meal. Sometimes we don't have that meal, and sometimes we forget to take it down. Yeah. That's the one mistake we do make, but he is very flexible. And you know what? Sometimes that happens. Everything's not going to be perfect, so it's actually good that that happens once in a while because then he realizes, okay, I have to change. I have to adapt, and that's a good skill, and that's a way to teach that if you have no other ways because yeah. what other ways do we really have other than if we yeah. go somewhere and change our mind or something like that, so... I mean, the the big thing is, you know, if the cake's up, they ask for the cake at 8 in the morning. You're, I mean, you if you're really doing pecs the right way, you have to give it to them because they requested the item and they requested it in a healthy way. Yeah, and then you're just negatively, like, reinforcing, kind of, and they're not going to understand. They're, they're going to be confused, so. Yeah. Another thing we learned along our way is that you should put the words on the card. Yes, put the words on the card. Uh, some people Underneath told us listed. not to. Yeah, this was like a mixed thing. Should. But I definitely think it's you definitely should. It yeah, helps. Because it can help push them into being able to Reading, read. and letters. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you want to make sure you always use consistent reinforcement. 
Um, like with anything we're teaching, you know, that consistent reinforcement is what's really going to, you know, drive it home with them. Yeah. So. That's the biggest thing. So positive reinforcement actually comes from the theory of B.F. Skinner. Um, it's based upon the idea that learning is a function of change in overt behavior. Changes in behavior are the result of an individual's response to events that occur in the environment. Um, so it's all about positive reinforcement. Reinforcement is the key element in his theory, in Skinner's theory. A reinforcer is anything that strengthens the desired response. It can be verbal praise. It can be good feeling or a feeling of increased accomplishment or satisfaction. So for Grayson, his positive reinforcements are tickles, hugs. We do airplane rides. Um, he loves those. With food, we did try, like, snacks, and by the second one, he realized what was going on and did not want to do any work or demands, even though he was getting something out of it. So for him, it was a lot of sensory-based reinforcers that worked for him that were rewarding. Um, so the theory also, though, covers negative reinforcements, uh, any stimulus that results in the increased frequency of a response when it's withdrawn. So, for example, if your child is doing something that you do not you know, agree with that you don't want them to do. Um, you could, for instance, like for us, you know, we do not believe in hitting or anything like that. So what we'll do is we'll take the iPad for a minute or two when they're really young. I don't recommend doing it for a long time. Um, and just show them so that they know that that behavior, that they're going to get a toy taken away or something like that so that they know how it goes. So we'll be right back after a word from our show sponsors. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The speech paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson & Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson Company dot myshopify.com as well as on facebook and instagram as well as etsy on etsy they can be found at grayson and company toys and now back to the show it's the same thing with pecs um you always want to give that item right away or it shouldn't be there yeah um and it has to be instant gratification so yeah that's very important to remember and, and when we first started teaching pecs with grayson it was where when he wanted an item, we we just had him start with a card. The same card for everything. We just wanted him to first understand the concept of, you give me the card, I give you what you want. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, then you start with the pictures, and you can go through the pictures and, um, you know, add those on and then slowly expand. You know, just like you would expand, you know, uh, you know a verbal child's vocabulary over time yes so uh next on the list is sign language which isn't too common for um 
younger children, Babies. obviously. I mean, yes, there are, there is what they call, what is it, baby sign language? There which is, is, yeah. Uh, it's only a handful of things, but, you know, more, um, you know, we, we were trying to teach Grayson more with their hands for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have other ones, bottle and milk eat. and eat and stuff like that, so. Yeah. Milk um, is like you're milking a cow. Yeah. yeah. Some of them get, some of them do get sign language, some don't, um, Grayson, when we would work on it, he wouldn't do it independently. And then one day when the DI was here, he was doing eat independently, and we couldn't believe it. And that's, like, when we stopped kind of working on it. Um, But I don't think he was really ready at that time. So it might be different now if we tried again. I mean, obviously, you know, as someone gets older, you know, sign language is going to be an easier way to communicate than PEX cards. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Because you can't have... You just take a million PEX cards. No, they would have like you go. no. They would have to do have like an AAC device yeah. that yeah. they can t- even type out on and yeah. communicate that way. And that was the next one I was going to say on the yeah. list is the AAC device. <laughs> so, um, and we're thinking about getting Grayson on one of them eventually. eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, we just don't want him to start on it this young because. No. We don't want him to rely on it automatically. I want him to still try to be able to speak. We want him to try, yeah. We want to keep pushing him to try to speak. And that was honestly a big fear, and some of you parents out there might be wondering this yourself, but that was actually something that I brought up to therapy a lot early intervention. Um, I probably sounded crazy, but at the time I kept asking, like, well, if we start using pictures, like, maybe he's not going to talk then, like, because he's going to become so dependent that he doesn't have to talk. Um, and that was a big concern I had. Um, and that's why I kind of delayed for a long time. However, Grayson was not ready at all. We did try numerous times, and he just was not getting it whatsoever. Now he does. Um, since the past couple months, he's been doing fantastic with it. Um, but, yeah, that is a big concern of mine. I don't want him to just rely on and try to use pictures. Um, I want him to be able to at least give an effort of speaking. I don't mind if he doesn't speak, but I want him to at least try. Oh, yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, I'm not too familiar with the AAC device. I mean, I know you were doing some research on it. Yes, I was. Um, AAC devices can be really expensive, but it's an iPad with just the communication app on it and no other app. So the child can't play games on this device. It is only for communication, and they know that, you know, if they have an iPad, that's separate. Um, So that is only used for communicating. So that's definitely an important thing, though, you know, as your child gets older. Um, Some of you may prefer to do it around four, five, six, depending on where your child's at. Um, for us personally, we will probably wait. I would say probably at least till like eight. I'd say nine. Yeah. Depending, depending. If if yeah. there's more effort going on talking, then no, I probably wouldn't interrupt that yeah. process. Communication is obviously extremely important, critical. It's one of the first things you know you want to focus on in ABA therapy, mm-hmm. or you know any type of therapy you're working on. Um, you know, we're social beings. We need to communicate our needs, our wants, our desires to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a number of ways to do it. There's definitely a process I think we outlined pretty well on how to do it. Yeah. And work through it. So we hope you got something out of the episode. Um, Anything else you'd like to add before we uh, say goodbye to our wonderful fans? 
Um, no, like I always say, start services early. That is a crucial, crucial piece of all of this. So Awesome. So we'll see you on the next episode. With that, for autism, building, building the, the puzzle, puzzle one piece, piece at, at a time. time. I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing off. Take care, everybody. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The Speech Paradigm has you covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys.